Hello and an extremely warm welcome to our very first Cranmer Group Sunday morning podcast. I'm your vicar designate, the Reverend Tim Chambers, and it's my great pleasure to be with you this morning. We'll start in prayer and then I'll read today's Bible passage and share some thoughts on it with you all. I'll lead us briefly in some intercessions and then bring our online service to a close with a blessing for today. The Collect for the Fifth Sunday of Lent from Common Worship Gracious Father, you gave up your Son out of love for the world. Lead us to ponder the mysteries of his Passion that we may know eternal peace through the shedding of our Saviour's blood, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading is taken from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 to 14. The Valley of Dry Bones The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me to and fro among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord.
This is the word of the Lord. Well, when I accepted the post of the Vicar of the Cranmer Group back in January, I, like all of you, no doubt, could not have imagined that I'd be giving you my first sermon not in one of the Beneficer's six beautiful churches, but as I now find myself doing, at my desk, speaking into a voice recorder on my smartphone, to post this afterwards as a podcast on the hastily rejigged group website. My self-taught iced tea skills have certainly improved considerably over the course of the last few days. A few weeks after my acceptance, once the date for the licensing service had been fixed, and when I worked out that this Sunday would be my first official one with you all, I looked at the Bible readings the Church of England's lectionary appoints for today. And I was thrilled to see that the Old Testament passage is that from the prophet Ezekiel, which I've just read, what's often famously known as the Valley of Dry Bones. And despite the utter change in almost all of the circumstances in which we all now live, compared to even three weeks ago, I'm as delighted today that this is the appointed reading as I was then. And although there's perhaps even more relevance and importance now to each one of us from Ezekiel's words, the essential message that I'd thought to draw out of the passage is the same under our lockdown, self-isolating circumstances now as it would have been on the perfectly normal late winter's day when I first looked at my Bible and started to think what I might share with you all in my very first sermon as your vicar. A bit of context to the passage first. Ezekiel was amongst the Israelites taken to the city of Babylon after the fall of Jerusalem, just after 600 BC. His writings, addressed to God's exiled people, bereft in that city far away from their homes in the Holy Land, largely have a dual purpose. Firstly, in the early chapters of the book of Ezekiel, they condemn the people of Israel for their unfaithfulness to God, with the result that he has permitted them to be defeated, enslaved and carried off by the Babylonians to their lands. But secondly, in the latter part of the book, from where our reading today comes, Ezekiel's prophetic words take on a very different tone. They are dominated by visions of restoration and salvation. In our extraordinary, vivid reading, Ezekiel is led in a vision by God's hand to a place of mystery, a valley out of space and out of time, in which the ground as far as he can see in every direction is covered with dry bones, a place seemingly without life, seemingly without hope. But God encourages Ezekiel to speak words of prophecy over the bones, and miraculously they spring together, rattling as they interlock once more. Tendons and flesh and skin clothe them, and from a scattering of skeletons across the valley floor comes a vast army once again, God's people, full of new life. In any year, this image has a huge resonance at this point in the calendar. Winter has, hopefully by now, if not always gone, 
the dead, cold landscape replaced by hectare after hectare starting to be covered in crops shooting through, lambs out in the fields in their hundreds, the hedges full of flowering blackthorn, the birds singing with a volume absent for many, many months. But this year, especially as we hear of so many lives endangered or tragically even ended by the death-bearing coronavirus, Ezekiel's vision has an even greater power for us. The power of that vision is, I believe, threefold in what it tells us about the person of God and how he relates to the whole of humanity, and so to each and every one of us. And we see the first aspect of this at the end of verse 3 of our passage. The Lord asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Even when he's surrounded by complete desolation, Ezekiel recognises that God has power and authority infinitely above and beyond anything of humankind. He is sovereign over every aspect of creation. He alone knows what is possible. Can these bones live? Since he is the only one who has the power to make it possible. And not only is he sovereign, God is good. As Psalm 107 assures us, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. So firstly, God is sovereign over all. Creation is in his hands. He loves us and he is good. Secondly, the presence of God brings life, even where it appears there is none. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, works through the breath with which Ezekiel prophesies over these bones, and, miraculously, there springs forth life. In Hebrew, the word for breath and the word for the Holy Spirit, ruach, is exactly the same. At a time when a huge proportion of our news seems to revolve around the necessity of artificial ventilators to keep so many alive, it's doubly resonant that the breath that is spoken by Ezekiel is existence itself. As it says in verse 14, I will put my spirit in you and you will live, declares the Lord. Or, if you use the other meaning, I will put my breath in you, and you will live, declares the Lord. So, firstly, God is sovereign, and he is good. Secondly, the presence of God in the form of the Holy Spirit brings life. And thirdly, and finally, I have a confession to make to you all. Not a good start, perhaps, on my first Sunday as your vicar, and even less good when I tell you that it involves a biblical error on my part. For my ordination as deacon in Southallminster back in the summer of 2016, as a number of clergy do, I had my white deacon stole especially made. 
for both Claire and I, independently of one another, we discovered that one of our go-to Bible verses is Psalm 121. So when I was thinking of what images or verses I'd like embroidered on my stole, that's what I settled for. Some beautiful Lakeland vowels, and the starting words of that psalm on it as well. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my hope come from? Except it's not. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? Is what the verse actually is. And I told the embroiderers the wrong word. Which, by the way, is still on my stall today. You can see it when we are back to having real world services as opposed to those online. Except that also, in so many ways, it's not the wrong word. Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel, said the Lord. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. Our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. What the people of Israel really needed, above all, was not help, but hope. The hope that only God, through the breath, the presence of his Holy Spirit, restoring, reviving, renewing, the hope that only God can bring. And it's this same hope that he brings to us today. The hope that we find in the beauty of new spring life blossoming forth all around us. The hope that Claire and I find in the cries of new life. Tiny little Alba, born to our next door neighbours this last Thursday and whose cries drift through the semi-detached wall into our house from time to time. The hope that, I hope, we all share in a new beginning with and in Christ here in the Cranmer Group, that together we may see so much more of the kingdom of God burst through in our communities and in our churches. And the loving hope that we share as Christians that casts out the fear that so many are feeling at this moment, the loving hope that we share in the face of this unprecedented medical, economic and social emergency, and the loving hope that, as followers of Jesus Christ, we have uniquely to offer to others. Yes, we call on God in our prayers for this help, help that he might intercede in the problems that we and those around us face. But it is the hope that we have, founded in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that changes everything. The loving hope that even in the face of the vast medical challenges we and other nations all face right now is greater than death. The loving hope that conquered death and that still conquers death today. So when it looks or feels, as maybe it does for many of us at this precise moment, when it looks or feels as though we're faced in life with nothing but a similar heap of dry bones to Ezekiel, when, as was the case for the people of Israel, our hope appears to have gone, 
I suggest we have three things from today's passage onto which we can hold firm in our faith. Firstly, the knowledge that our God is sovereign over everything and that he is good. Second, that the presence of God in the form of the Holy Spirit brings life wherever it flows. And third, again, we have not just the help, but the hope that we find in the all-loving person of Jesus Christ, crucified and resurrected. And this hope, greater than death, changes everything. I pray that you and all your loved ones will know this living hope at work in your lives, today and always, and that between us we'll be able to bring it into the lives of every man, woman and child throughout the whole of our Cranmer group over the weeks and months to come. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'll lead us in our intercessions for this particular time. Let us pray to the Lord, who is our refuge and stronghold. For the health and well-being of our nation, that all who are fearful and anxious may be at peace and free from worry, Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For the isolated and housebound, that we may be alert to their needs and care for them in their vulnerability. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For our homes and families, our schools and young people, especially the staff and pupils of Archbishop Cranmer Academy, and of Austin Primary School, and all in any kind of need or distress. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For a blessing on our local community, each one of our six villages, that our neighbourhoods may be places of trust and friendship, where all are known and cared for. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We commend ourselves and all for whom we pray to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And as our Saviour taught us, so we pray together. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The Collect for today from the Book of Common Prayer. We beseech thee, Almighty God, mercifully to look upon thy people, that by thy great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore 
both in body and soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I'll bring our virtual service to a close with a blessing. May Christ crucified draw you to himself, to find in him a sure ground for faith and a firm support for hope and the assurance of sins forgiven and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you and those whom you love always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.